Hi, this is Bobby Ryan of the Detroit Red Wings, and you are listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mack, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and I mean that quite literally this time. Welcome back to episode 76 of Empty Batters. I'm your host, Harrison Schultz. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. How are we doing, buddy? Morning. Good morning. For those who are not watching the video right now, we are up at the crack acid dawn getting this done on Friday, May 14th. Um, you know, the early morning recordings are going to have to start happening with the jam-packed schedule we all have, so... We appreciate it's cool. You guys. I feel like yeah. we're like one small step away from like radio right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, feels like, my, it's a, feels like yeah. it's a job. Yeah, I got my cup of mud uh, and that's all that's in there. I promise. Wink, wink. But uh, yeah, here we go. <laughs> all righty. And I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host, Mac Vogel. How are we doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, all things considered. I will <laughs> will mention that it's uh, one hour earlier here, too. So I'm just, <laughs> I'm just that much more of a go-getter this morning, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to talk hockey as always. I can talk hockey any time of the day, even if it's 6 a.m. So ready Love to get it. this thing going. I'm excited for playoffs tomorrow. Love that energy. Absolutely. And we have reoccurring guests and special Islanders fan. I'll use the word special with quotes around it. Dean Peluso, thank you for joining the show. We appreciate it. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you guys for having me back again. Thrilled to be back on. Um, yeah, just excited to talk some hockey, get into the playoffs. Are you excited to talk to me about hockey or yeah, yeah, okay. I can't wait. Okay. I was just making sure <laughs> we, we have a, we have a good series coming up. So uh, we'll get to all that shortly. Uh, before we get rolling here, just want to say that this episode of empty betters is brought to you by brackish life. Uh, if you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then brackish life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's real Bay apparel made by real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. Rocking the visor right now. Early morning. Let's get it. Looks uh, good, Nick. man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Letting the hair grow out a little bit. Yeah. It's all good. Um, which, Nick, uh, gonna... which college football team are you coaching this fall? <laughs> yeah, I look like I'm t- taking over Harbaugh's job. So. Right. Uh, Nick, I'm going to toss it off to you to drive the bus for the, the quick league news before we start getting to the fun stuff. Yeah, just a couple things to get to. Uh, the uh, Rangers added to their stellar performance over the last two weeks by uh firing their coach i think we were i think i was a little bit surprised that this happened now but i guess they're just sort of in the mentality where they're like fuck it just if we don't like something might as well change it now because you know our perceived image can't really get much worse so um yeah We'll, we'll see what the replacement comes out to be. I'm hearing Gallant's probably the favorite, but yeah. And I uh, think that uh, I think Quinn will end up getting another job somewhere. Oh uh, yeah. I, I was, I, like I said last episode, I don't think he should have gotten shafted, but it is what yeah. it is. I, I also saw something that if Brindamore doesn't go back to Carolina, that the Rangers would make him an offer. Oh, of course. That's yeah. just the most New York thing to do is big market, big name. Yeah, completely agree. 
Uh, the Minnesota Wilds blue chip prospect Marco Rossi has been given the green light to start skating again. Um, he had like a really, really bad situation with COVID. I don't know if you guys read about this, but he got COVID in like November and was ready to suit up for Austria at the World Juniors. He's like by far and away the best player, I think, to come out of that country probably in the last 20 or 30 years. Um, he participated in like four games and then the doctors told him if he had like played one more game, he probably would have died. So um, he like wrote this like huge article about like how every time he like went to sleep at night, he like didn't think he was going to wake up and stuff like that. So it's really scary. So great to see him start skating again. Uh, Minnesota drafted him ninth overall in 2020 after he tallied ready for this 120 points in 56 games in the OHL. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty gamer. nuts. That's, that's good. Gamer. That's good for a him. stupid stat right there. Yeah, good to see that he's uh, skating again. I, I read that article you were talking about. It's pretty uh, pretty scary stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, one injury to get to of significance. Obviously, we know everything going on with the Caps. Uh, Oshie has apparently returned to practice and could potentially be ready for game one, although between you and me, I don't see that happening. Uh, Nathan McKinnon is out the last two games of the regular season after re-aggravating a lower body injury. Knowing him, I don't expect him to miss playoff time or at least significant playoff time uh, for the abs. So I would expect him to be ready to go by game one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would be shocked if he wasn't in game one. Yep. Um, I really think that's all the little you know, housekeeping tidbits we have between injuries and news. I think we kind of just want to, you know, get this thing going here with the playoff preview. So just so everyone is up to speed, the first two rounds of this year's playoffs are going to be played just like the regular season was. It's just going to be interdivisional. After a winner is crowned from those four divisions, the final four, if you want to call them that, are going to be completely reseeded by their regular season record. So you could have, you know, East, West, East, West, West, East, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's not going to look like it has in the past. Uh, with number one taking on number four, number two facing number three, the winners of those twos mean the cup final. Pretty simple. What division do you guys want to start with? Should we just start with the West? Um, yeah, let's start with the West. We'll, we'll no. go down. Before we start, by the way, I want to give a shout out, Mac, to your buddy Connor. Played him last night. Oh, uh, Thank you for saying hi after the game. Love meeting the listeners. I, I told him I would, so I know you know, guys know my brain. I'll, I'll go mush. <laughs> so nice. um, shout out to him. Thank you. Uh yeah, you want to start West? Yeah, might as well. Uh, so all of these just wrapped up last night. We finally figured out that, you know, what the last couple matchups for the West were going to be. The first series we have is the number one seed Colorado Avalanche and the number four seed St. Louis Blues. The Avs won that season series five to three. And Max scored more goals and had the most points against the Blues this season with 14 points. Six Genos, eight Apples in eight games played. So not bad for McKinnon at all. Those are... I would say pretty consistent numbers with what we've seen out of him, especially. And I would expect that to continue into the playoffs. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think initially I was, uh, I was kind of saying that I thought the avalanche were maybe a fake team, maybe a team that would get upset early on in the playoffs. However, I've also said all season long that the St. Louis blues are a bad hockey team. And I fully believe that. So uh, I can't see, I can't see Colorado screwing this one up. That's kind of the way I see it, right off the bat, at least. Yeah, I mean, I know we don't have a series price yet because they literally just decided this matchup about seven hours ago, uh, five of which I slept through. So, 
I guess the over-under I'm looking here is how many uh, scrums does Bennington get in one and a half <laughs> for the course of the series? <laughs> I feel right? like he's going to come out. I would say under. I feel like he's going to come out with this like new sense of like calm, not, cool, collective. Yeah, I'm not going to let him get to me this time or something like that. Now, that being said, he could you know just start a brawl in like the first like four games. So who knows? I mean, what I'll say is that it looks like so far through the first round, the Maple Leafs have the biggest uh, odds on favorites at minus 275 against the Habs. I would anticipate that the Avalanche are somewhere in that stratosphere, perhaps even a little bit heavier favorites, just because I do believe they're the best team on paper in the in the playoffs. Um, the season series kind of speaks for itself. Um, they won the series 5-3. Most of those wins came in the latter half of the season. Uh, you know, if the if Nate is healthy and the big guns are like there to play, especially with the way that Jost and Comfort have played in the last week, I would say Colorado should handle this pretty easily. I would say no more than six games at most. I got abs in five, honestly. I, I just I think they're on a mission this year. I just think the thing that we have to think about with Colorado, because we saw it last year, we saw it a lot this season, is the health concern. Yeah, And it's been like a question from the big guns like McKinnon and Randon all the way down the lineup right back to the goaltending with Philip Grubauer. So if everyone stays healthy and everyone, you know, even if they do get banged up, they're only missing one or two games here and there. I think this team is locked and loaded and ready to go. But that's definitely something to keep your eye on, because if Grubauer gets hurt or a big piece gets hurt, it could really turn this series upside down. How many games do you think this goes? I think Avs in five. Dean, what do you think? I think five. Um, I think we saw that, you know, they kind of knew how important getting the one is. You don't want to play Minnesota first round. Yeah. Uh, they kind of could have mailed it in like the Bruins did the last game. But, um, yeah, you know, 6 nothing and 5-1 back-to-back against the Kings. So, I think they wanted the one to play St. Louis, and I think they're going to they're gonna roll them. So, yeah, I'll, I'll officially say abs and six just because I think there is a world where – the Blues managed to steal two games out of this series, but um, that'll mostly come down to whether or not Bennington like has his focused game or not. Like we I said was going to say, is that the Blues stealing two games or Bennington stealing two games? Right, exactly. Uh, it's just been an under underwhelming performance for the Blues so far this season, like Mac has alluded to many of times in the past couple episodes. So I think we're all in the same wagon here. Abs in five, 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 and six. So. Um, We'll move on to the next series, Nick. Yeah, the uh, number two Vegas Golden Knights and the number three Minnesota Wild. Vegas went three, four, and one against the Wild this season with two-thirds of their wins coming in overtime. Uh, The Wild, I think, surprised a lot of people this year. They've just been that pesky team that won't go away, that thorn in people's side. Uh, Obviously, they have Kirill the Thrill, standout rookie, who I think will be taking home the Calder Trophy at the end of this year. Uh, I guess, you know, to start this off, do you guys think that the Wild could upset the Knights in the first round? I I want to say it could happen just because I like how the Wild have played a lot down the stretch and everything, but I really wish that they had ended up getting matched up with Colorado, actually, because I think they could have, like, been that, that underdog to upset Colorado. I think Vegas is too much of a powerhouse. This is probably my favorite to win the cup this year is Vegas, honestly. Like, if you look at this team on paper, they are the scariest team. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think it's interesting that um, 
you know, if you if you count the overtime loss, the Wild did win the season series. So for whatever that's worth to you, I think we mentioned last episode that this year more than ever, I think you can read into the season series just a little bit more. I think in the past, maybe you give it like 40% weight in your decision-making. And this year it's probably more like 60 or 70. Yeah. Cause like the season series and years before would have been like, they split it one and one, or it's like right. one team, one two to one. Yeah. So it, it didn't used to matter. Now it does. I would say this is, this is scary. Cause my, my gut tells me you always go with the hot gold, the hot goalie. I'm a big goalie believer, Mac. I know you are too, especially when playoff time comes and Flurry and Laner have just been the two best goal ten- the best goaltending tandem in the league all season long, especially with some of the numbers Flurry's put up so far this year. That's the sole reason that I mentioned that I feel like they are the favorite to win the cup. Yeah. So it, when you put it in those terms, I feel like you almost have to pick Vegas, but I don't know, man. I I I could definitely see a, a wild upset here. I'd love to know what the odds are on this because I don't think it's as weighted as people might think it is Um, i think for uh for bang for your buck like if you're looking for a series price that's got a plus in front of it yeah and one that actually could happen like maybe yeah yeah that's not a bad pick i don't know what do you nick what do you think i think this is like similar to the uh the abs and blues series like i think the the wild can steal some games here. Like, I mean, if all these games start going to overtime, who knows what can happen, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm probably going to say Knights and six. Yeah, I would probably agree with that. Dean, what do you got? I think entertainment wise, this is probably, you know, outside of my own team, the one I'm going to keep an eye on the most in the first round. Um, I do anticipate a lot of overtime games. I think it's going to come down. I think it's going to go seven. I hope that Vegas doesn't just kind of steamroll Minnesota and kind of put an end to their, their good run this year. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the wild. I think they're, I think they're really good. They're tough to put out. We've seen them come back from down three Oh, two Oh late in game. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to ride with wild and, and kind of, you know, see if they could finish this out. Wild and seven. I love wild that and seven. Yeah. Wow. Uh, that's a fun, that's a fun prediction. I'm taking nights and six. Nick, what do you have? Knights and six. Uh, I'm going to go Knights and seven. I do think it'll go seven. I think this is going to be really competitive. And, you know, I hate to say this, but if Flurry starts slacking, they can always switch. But you never know what kind of Flurry you're going to get in the playoffs. There's there's two sides to that. So True. Uh, I'll go to I, Knights and I, seven. I will say I agree that it's going to be tough for them. They're going to have to put some goals in on the, on the two goalies. Um, yeah. That's yeah. the only real concern. But I mean, they've had no problem scoring all year. They're an offensive juggernaut. So, right. If yeah. they could, if they could get some goals, and I, I like their chances. I honestly think Vegas probably would have wanted anyone but them. Like they, yeah. they are one team that Vegas kind of struggled with a little bit this year. Yep. I'll, I'll say one X factor here, and this is a name that not a lot of people know. I think Shea Theodore is a huge part of this series because he's basically Vegas's main puck moving defenseman. Remember what he did last year in the playoffs, in the bubble playoffs? He made yeah. us he made us tons of money, is what he yep. did because yeah. we kept betting prop bets for him, and he would get a point like every game. Yeah, yeah. Petrangelo steals the spotlight most of the time away from him, but he's a hell of a player, and uh, he, you know he works that power play really well. So I, I would keep an eye on Shea Theodore in this series. I think he's going to have a huge impact on whether Vegas goes deep or not. 
Yeah, I, I think a, a player like that you can look at on the opposite side for the wild is um, Joel Erickson Eck. That guy's just been a giant pain in the ass this year. Yeah. Scores a ton of goals too. And, you know, he's just 200 feet the entire game. Yeah, he's a son of a bitch to play against too. Yeah. Shall we move to the central? This is yes. this is a fun I'm, one. I'm so excited for yeah. this one. This I think is going to be the series that like outside of my own I'm paying attention to the most. It's the the Sunshine State rivalry. We have the number 2 Florida Panthers and the number 3 Tampa Bay Lightning. The Panthers are 5-2 and 1 against the Bolts this season and won the last 3 meetings and this is the first time these two are meeting in the playoffs. I'm so excited. I think they've come close a couple times, but it's rare that they were actually in the playoffs at the same time. So uh, obviously the big note with Tampa Bay is our Kucherov and Stamco is going to be ready for game one. And if you've been reading online, it looks like that they're going to be. So, um, you know, now it's just a question of what kind of shape they're in. So I would expect those guys to, um, to hop right in and not necessarily miss a step. This series is going to be crazy. It's so exciting to think about. There's literally like a high stakes playoff series battling it out in Florida. Like that's just a really cool thing. So um, this is a tough one prediction wise, because you want to go with the Panthers that have been so hot and they've had the lightnings number all year. Uh, But like you said, the X factor really is Kucherov coming back and Stamkos too. Yeah, and the shitty part is, like Nick just said, I don't expect them to miss a step. So that's obviously a little bit of a pain in the ass. I would say if Ekblad was healthy, it would really help the Panthers. I know that's going to hurt them. Um, But, man, I I just think that the Panthers played so well against them all year. They won the season series basically 5-3. to You know, I know that the Lightning probably have the best goaltender in the league in Vasilevsky, but – yeah, you know, Panthers got Panthers have a good one-two punch in net. I mean, God forbid something bad happened with Bobrovsky. We know how that can kind of get sometimes a little bit, you know, up and down, similar to Flurry. One guy, X Factor. I'm liking this X Factor part is Carter Verhage on the Panthers. Not Love him. a not a great. name that yeah. He had a great year. Yeah. Not a name that a lot of guys know, but he's like the perfect second liner on that team. He's been a stud all season. I think that he is going to play a large part in the Panthers having either success or failure in this series. I mean, defensively, you know, obviously the Lightning have Hedman, they have McDonough, they've got all the big names. You got to give the Lightning basically the nod on goaltending and defense. I think offense is a little closer than people might expect it to be. Uh, Barkov, Huberdeau, guys who get overlooked all the time. Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I said last episode, I'm going to stand by it. I just feel like this is the cats is here to make some noise and I'm going to stand by that. And I'm going to have to pick the Panthers in this one. I'm going to ponder on how many games while you guys discuss. I'm going cats in seven. I, you know, part of that is because I want something to root for. I'm probably going to take the cats in this series just so I have that added, you know, motivation when I'm watching these games, but I don't know. I just feel like it's the playoffs. We've seen the lightning, you know, have shaky starts in the first round before. I'm rooting for chaos at this point. So I think so too. And, and something, something that uh, this has no actual merit as far as like, you know, other than just like superstition type things, but like the fact that the Dallas stars didn't make the playoffs this season also just makes me feel like the the cup winning team is also going to like get bounced early or something like that. Just, it feels like one of those years where the two teams that were like 
battling out last year, like aren't really the two teams to worry about this year for some reason. But I'm going to probably go with the Cats in uh, – I'll say seven. I mean, the Lightning are just a son-of-a-bitch team. Like, you're just not going to beat them in, in less than six or seven probably. So, I'll go I'll go Cats in seven. Yeah, I'm, I'm going Cats in six. I think they kind of have Tampa's number this year. I think, you know, we obviously know how tough it is to repeat um, as cup, cup champs. And based on the rivalry this year, I have no real reason to believe that Tampa's going to – kind of hold their own against Florida. Um, we talked about Huberdeau and Barkov. Huberdeau might be the most underrated superstar in the league. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Um, and yeah, T- Tampa's D is okay. They're going to need to score to win. Florida's going to put up, you know, three, four, no problem. I don't, I don't see a way where Tampa can kind of. This Florida team, like, has Florida. been finding the back of the net all year long. Like, they score goals on yeah. Florida overs like all year. Lot. Yeah, exactly. They put a lot of now high that's scoring partly because their D isn't great. But I think they this team can score, man. And, yeah, I'm excited. I'm going Florida. And I will say for, for betting purposes with Tampa, it's kind of like betting the Yankees in baseball where you have, yeah. like, that name brand association. Mm-hmm. So you're, you're paying a premium every time you bet them. So I'm going, I'm going with Florida. All right. I have a gambling follow-up question. Do we think that the there's any way that the Cats drop the first game and that we should wait to take them for the series until it's one nothing? Oh, I like. Yeah, I could see it happening. Game. I could see it happening. Yeah. I like it. That's tough. Yeah, I, I would. I would do that if the if the cats went down one zero. I would still. I would still take them live in the series. Yeah, I'm gonna go cats in six. I agree with Dean. You know, I think that this year the Panthers just seem like they have that hunger, that attitude. They got the right mindset. They look like they're a team determined to make some noise. And with Tampa, I mean, you know, I, I, I imagine Kucherov and Stamkos won't miss a step, but who knows? Maybe they won't be as good as they could be if they were healthy for all season or the most recent two weeks for Stammer's purposes. But Hedman, Hedman makes it hard, obviously. He's the best defenseman in the league, in my opinion, and he just eats a ton of minutes. So I, I guess we'll see. But we need Keith Yandel to just go off, and that's, that's what's going to be the key here. So. And Patrick Hornquist too. Don't don't sleep on him in front of the net on the power play. I think he's yeah. gonna be a son, he's gonna make some noise. He's a son of a bitch to play against too. Can't stand him. Absolutely <laughs> hate him. Let's not forget that not too long ago the Lightning were drinking and throwing the cup in. in Tampa I was gonna Bay, say so like I love. Let's how... see how they hold up in the playoffs after after yeah. quite the off season. You made a good point about how hard it is to repeat, and we saw what happened to the Caps after their big party session all year, and then the yeah. first round exit to Carolina. So it happens. It happens. Yeah. I think. I think. I think the cats will definitely come through with this one. I like how all four of us like know that Tampa's the better team and they're yeah. getting their two best players back and we're still all in agreement that the Panthers are <laughs> oh, somehow going to win. That's hockey, win. baby. That's well, Tampa's going like... to win in four now. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. We just we just mushed Florida's chances. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, who would be your X factor for either team? Harry, I like that. Give me Verhage. one for the cats. Give me one for the bolts. Mine for the cats is Verhage. Bolts. Mm. Let me go Matthew Joseph. Matthew for me, Joseph. it's Sorelli for the Bolts. Yep, good answer. You know, he's, he's just going to score a big goal late, and it's going to piss me off. Yeah. I'd say got to be Vasilevsky for the Lightning. He's had an amazing year. Like, he's really – he's looks nothing but amazing to me all year, except, like – and this is a very minor thing, but recently I saw him, like, make some – one of those, like, plays where he just, like, 
came behind the net to like stop the puck. And then he literally just like had the most lazy giveaway to some guy. And granted it was like a, a week ago where like lightning knew they were going to make the playoffs anyway. But if, you know, if he gets lazy like that, which he can, that's obviously going to be a problem for them. So I feel like as long as Vasilevsky's on his game, that's why it'll take seven, seven or so games for the lightning to, or for, sorry, for the cats to knock them out. Um, for the, for the Panthers, I might have to say Hornquist. Honestly, I think he, I think he's a really good postseason guy. He's a perfect guy to have on your team this time of year, um, and he can just totally be an X factor in a series like that. Yeah, Dean, I'm gonna have to agree with you. I'm gonna take Sorelli for the Bolts. Uh, if any of those games go to overtime and you guys are live betting, just live bet him to get the overtime winner because he's probably going to love that pick. Yeah, and you can get it at like a plus six hundred, plus five hundred. It's it's worth it for the cats it's weird but i'm gonna have to say huberdo like i feel like i could go bobrovsky but he's just a i feel like he's not an x factor he's a question mark i feel like if huberdo continues to play the way he's played this regular season into the playoffs then i think the cats have a legitimate chance to win that series He's got to keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost, I think that's the one thing we're all for trying to like say and maybe haven't said it yet is it's just this momentum feel with the cats. Like, yes, we know the lightning are the better team. We know that their star players have been there, done that and are better than the Florida star players, but it's just that momentum feel. You Mm -hmm. feel it. You feel it this season. You feel that charisma. You feel that they're going to make some noise and maybe get to the final four for the first time or since you know, I was negative two months old. So, <laughs> yeah, it's like, do we think they're going to make like a deep cup run? Probably not. But do they have enough talent and skill to cause a first round upset? Absolutely. We'll see. I don't know. I could see Florida final four. I think they can make some noise, but really. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the last one for the central, the number four Nashville Predators and the number one Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes won their first six meetings. However, after Carolina had already clinched the division, Nashville won the last two meetings last week. The Preds were arguably the hottest team in the league in the last one to one and a half months, and Carolina hasn't been far behind. This one, I feel like, is the question mark out of all the series that we're going to cover today. This one is one that... Honestly, I think it's going to be some good hockey to watch. I feel like on paper you might be like, eh, but it really, for me, it comes down to Carolina's questionable goaltending versus Nashville and UC Soros. This is such a hard series to pick because, yeah. like you said, one one half of me wants to go with the Preds because they've just been so hot for the last month and a half. I've watched a handful of their games in that last month and a half stretch they've had, and they look good man like they look scary all their guys are firing on all cylinders uc soros has easily been the best goalie in the like second half of the season um what he there was that stat about he he let in like two or fewer goals in like like 10 games in a row or some shit like that like he's just been a stud um however the canes i don't know they're a scary team too like you said if their goaltending can like hold up maybe i don't know it I'm going to have to think about this one for a second before I like lock in my pick, honestly. I'm a big fan of riding the hot hand. And I know this sounds a little hypocritical because I think in our mid season predictions, uh, I said Carolina should be the favorite to win the cup, but this is not a good matchup for them. And I'll tell you, it's mostly because Soros has been lights out through the last two months of the season. 
And Nashville does have the experience of going deep, getting to the cup final. I think their defensive core is maybe not quite as good as Carolina's, but it's right there. Like if you put Carolina at the top, Nashville's got to be like number three or four or five in the league. I guess my big question is we know, we know that Nashville has some big name, well, semi big names that can play. You've got Arvidsson, you've got, Forsberg you've got these guys you got Yossi you've got these guys that you know are established my question is Matthew Shane had a pretty shit season and he's just same with Johansson they I think he was your fourth liner Nick like seven times this season yeah eight, <laughs> so, actually yeah so my question is can these two guys turn it on for Nashville because if they can all of a sudden they go from being a one-line team to you know, maybe having some more depth from their goal scores. Are they healthy? Like uh, for a while, Forsberg was injured there at the end of the season. Are right. they fully healthy? Does anybody know offhand? I that's, think that's he's a big thing too. Like if he's good to go, I mean, nah, I think he's, he's good, to go. good to go. I mean, that can mean eighty percent. He might be so, fucked up. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, you know, Harry, you make a great point, and we've seen this team do this before. I mean, we saw it when they went to the cup run. A lot of, you know, that they had, a lot of those pieces are still there. They've been pretty much a staple in the second, third round of the Western conference section of the playoff bracket for the last five years. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, a lot of those pieces are still there. They can certainly wake up and produce. It's just that they haven't been doing it for. Am I correct that they didn't um, like, did they have an early exit this past the bubble playoffs or, or what, what did they do this past season? They, didn't, they, they, they like, played off- the Yotes in a qualifying matchup. And I think and, the oh, and they lost, them. didn't they? Yeah, because yeah, then the Yotes yeah. got smacked by uh, Avalanche. I yeah, think. Yep. Yes. yeah. Okay. Well, that might work in their favor too, right? They've had a much longer off season than a lot of other teams, and like they're kind yeah. of just chilling. Dean, what do you yeah. think? I think this one comes down to depth. I mean, the Preds' top two—I'll give them two lines—are pretty solid, and their top D pair is obviously good with Yossi and Ekholm. But after that, it's a pretty significant drop-off. And then yeah. Carolina's just deep throughout. They got horses to go all day. So I think Carolina just wears them out. I think Kane's in six, maybe five. That's what my brain says. But yeah. My heart is telling me something different. <laughs> but, but it's going to come down to Saros, though, because he could easily steal a game or two. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, what do you think? Preds in seven. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Mac? I'm going Canes in seven, and I want to say Canes in six, but the only reason it goes seven is Mr. UC Soros. I fully expect to be completely wrong, but I'm solely <laughs> making that prediction on UC Soros. I think he's going to be the goalie that just continues the hot hand and steals some games here. Uh, honestly, I, I, I can't pick against Carolina, even though I will say if there's one series where I'm betting an underdog, I think this is the most likely to have an upset. That's that's my personal opinion. Plus 190 for the Preds is a great price too. But I can't go against Rod Brindamore. You know that he's got teams ready to go. Every They're going to be – they're probably the best conditioned team. And like Dean said, they've got stallions. They're, they're too the pesky. They're too yeah. – like Dean said, they're too deep. They're That's a team that like – it's, it's built for the playoffs, honestly. It just is. Uh, Carolina in six. Yeah. For your X factors. Um, you go first. Let me think on that. I'm going to ponder. For the Canes, I'm going to go a half to say... I'm going to go with Ajo. And I know that's weird because you would think of him as like a... 
He's like a star player. Yeah, just sort of staple. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with him. I'm going to go with uh, Vinny Trocek. He has been an absolute monster this season. Uh, He did have a little bit of an injury issue, I think, nagging towards the end of the season. He was in and out of the lineup a little bit. I don't think it's anything too serious, though, because, I mean, when he came back, he was still scoring goals. So uh, I think if he stays as hot as he has, I mean, on the power play and everything, he's just been, like, doing crazy numbers all year. So for Carolina, I'll say Trochet. For the Preds, I feel like it's just – it's Soros is the X factor, you know. If if he's on, they win. If he's not, they don't. I'll say for the Canes, and obviously I think goaltending is a big deal. Who's that? I can't pronounce his name. The the, the rookie goalie for them. Nadelkovic. Nadelkovic, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's looked sick this year. So Yeah, he's got like uh, – he has like a bunch of shutouts, doesn't he? I think he's going to start. Am I, I crazy? He has like four saying? shutouts. I think he is. He won, like the, uh, he won the Calder Cup, I think, with the Charlotte Checkers too. A couple I mean, of but, based on what I've read, I didn't know if it was going to be him or Ryber, but um, it sounds like it's – I think they, Is Mrazic still out with the broken hand or whatever? Like is he – is there any timetable for that? or Because um, last I checked, he's like just nowhere. Like I think it's just Reimer and Nadelkovich. Right. Yeah. I would assume Nadelkovich would get the yeah. nod, but – I'm going to say Dougie Hamilton, and I only say that because he had such a stellar year, and I feel like for the Canes to not only win this series but go deep in general, he's their main offensive defenseman, and that's the name of the game for me other than goaltending. I like – you got to have that puck mover. I said it with Shea Theodore. I'm going to say it with Dougie Hamilton. I think that's pretty big. Yeah, good point. And Stole I it think, right from me. Yeah. Uh, but I think <laughs> kind of what I alluded to before, if the top line for Nashville is not scoring – it's going to be tough for them to get anything going. So if they can kind of shut that top line down, Dougie Hamilton can lock Forsberg down. I, I think, it, you know, Haynes handled them pretty, pretty easily. Going up North. Let's do it. Alrighty. Stuff. So for the first time in 42 years, the two biggest hockey markets are going to meet in the Stanley cup playoffs. So the number one Toronto Maple Leafs and the number four Montreal Canadians Toronto won this season series going seven, two and one against the Habs. Tavares and Nylander are hot right now. It's not just Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner. Those big four are firing on all cylinders. What do you guys think about this? I think that a lot of people are saying, oh, you know, Carey Price could steal this series, but do you actually think that the Habs could knock the Leafs off? Uh, Well, earlier Harry was talking about the best underdog pick and the best value and all that. I don't hate the Habs at two at plus two ten here. I mean that I understand the Leafs, whatever Matthews. We're all freaking out about it all year long because it's the Leafs, but like the Habs at plus two ten, that's awfully juicy. Like that is a good value. I think I think they're a little bit underrated here. I'm not saying they're necessarily going to upset them and win the series, but what? How long has it been since uh, Toronto won a playoff series? It's been a, a long minute. time. Yeah, the Habs know how to win in the playoffs a little more than the Leafs do, at least in recent years. So, Harry, I want to get your thoughts on this one because, one, I could see you physically squirming when Mac was talking, but, two, because you've also adopted the Leafs as, like, your pseudo team that you're rooting for this year, which I I love. And then – well, because, and Mac, Mac's adopted the Habs as his pseudo right. team. Yeah, and Mac, Habs, and I, Mac and I picked the Habs to make the playoffs over the Canucks. And the Habs were the team that knocked your Penguins out of the qualifiers last year. So I want to hear, like, is this just, like, fully all in on the Leafs? Like, exercise your demons and be done with it? Like, what's the word? 
Well, we keep talking. Name of the game of this episode, puck moving defenseman, hot goalie. There is no hotter goalie than Jack Campbell, who without a doubt is going to start game one. I know Freddie Anderson. 100%. Yeah, he's 17 and two in his last 19. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty fucking unreal. So, yeah, Leafs. Leafs in five. I, 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 Ooh. Yeah, no, I, I, this is not the COVID cup here. All right. I mean, I, Montreal had a losing record. They squeaked in because I think the rest of the bottom half of this division just kind of got shit canned, whether it's with COVID or just, you know, they're not there yet, like Ottawa. Um, I think the Leafs are going to handle this in five. I think the power play for the Leafs is going to be a huge storyline for this. I don't see Toronto struggling too much. To be Do honest. it, Mac. Do it. You don't, you don't see them struggling too much with Mr. Corey Perry and uh, Mr. Eric Stahl over there. Are you forgetting that this is a this is actually kind of a deep hockey team? I, I think you're not giving the Habs enough credit here. I don't know. They're I just, pesky. They are I, pesky. The Leafs are so pent up with just this like frustration that needs to yeah. be like you know just fucking pushed out of them like a demon, and I think that it's going to happen this series. And I think they're going to go off. I, I I really do. Toronto, everybody has every reason to doubt them. So if you do, I don't blame them. But I think with Thornton, Spezza, Simmons, these guys who are veteran presence that, you know, aren't afraid to muck it up and get in there. I like the Leafs. I've said it all year long, and I'm going to take them in five for this series. I will not. I will say, and I'm being perfectly transparent, I am not going to bet them. Minus 275 is too big of a price for me. If you have the money go for it. So fair enough. Yeah. I think, um, no, you're, you're right. I, I like to play devil's advocate and especially with, like you said, I've, I've been cheering on the Habs all year. I think they're a fun team, but I think this is one where Toronto will come out on top. I think it'll go six though. I think it'll be a solid series and Carey price always finds a way to win a couple of games here and there. So as long as he's healthy and starting, I think least in six. If the Leafs don't make it out of the North this year, I think they should just kind of fold as a franchise. Because yep. just looking at some of the matchups here, they really lucked out. Canadians, I don't think, are that good at all. And then the other North matchup's not that great either. Um, yeah, I think Leafs handle them pretty well. I'll go Leafs in six. Maybe Caulfield and Suzuki and Toffoli can kind of steal a game or two. But mm-hmm. I think the Leafs are too deep and too good. It's a great I point. Think, uh, yeah, Dean, you bring up a, a great point there with Nick Suzuki. That's going to be my X factor for the Habs. And I think that I think the Leafs get it done finally. I think it's still going to take them seven games to do it. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's and the good. real winner is going to be Leafs Twitter in seven games. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Hyman is my X factor. Yeah, easily for Toronto, Zach Hyman. And he's coming back off injuries, so they play the Jets tonight. Um, as a, a non-important game, I'm sure they'll bench all their starters, but I'd be curious to see if Hyman returns just to get some game action in before we get rolling. Just I'm going to go Jack Campbell as my uh, yeah my X factor, just because the it's playoffs a pretty are good a different one. thing. You never know. You like that's that's one way that maybe Montreal does come out on top is if somehow Jack Campbell shits the bet. It's not likely based on the way he's been playing, but unproven playoff goaltender. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. Uh, next one in the north, we have the number two Edmonton Oilers and the number three Winnipeg Jets. Like I said last episode, I don't know how that team made the playoffs, but somehow they did. Um, and yeah, they're pretty much the coldest team en- entering this postseason, I would say. And McDavid is in 
like planetary form right now. The Oilers won this season series seven to two. McDavid had more points against Winnipeg than any other team this season, netting 22 points, seven goals and 15 assists in just nine games played. So what can Connor Hellebuck do? to keep this team afloat for more Nothing. than not a single thing. And, yeah. That's this what is I was the... going to say. It's Hellebuck is the only thing that is even making this a question mark at all, but this it's... is the one series that I would say you should be betting as a lock. I, I, I don't throw, I, maybe I throw that out a little too, like too often, but yeah, you got Toronto at two seventy five. That's a big price. I mean, you've got Colorado. They're going to be a big price. I firmly believe the Oilers will handle the jets very easily and they're only at minus 185 so i was gonna say the exact same thing oilers serious price oilers oh, yeah. money line oilers yeah. puck line oilers team total over every David two points yeah every game. <laughs> just but love- now the fact that me and you both agree might have to go winnipeg <laughs> well, <laughs> well here's the thing though i mean it, it's tempting to bet all those things and for the Oilers to score a buttload of goals, but you got to remember it is Connor Hellebuck. It's kind of tough to pick yeah. like a team to score a whole bunch of goals against a guy like that. He's, he's such a solid goaltender. It really is. When you think about it, it's kind of a series of two people. It's McDavid against Hellebuck. It's like, can they stop McDavid from putting three in the net each night? And can Hellebuck keep more than like three pucks out of it's his which guy can do his job better. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. considering McDavid had basically two and a half points per game against the Jets this season, I'll take my money and I'll put it on Connor. I'm just saying, like I said this, the Oilers are not programmed. They're not designed to go deep because of their lack of depth. But there is zero chance that McDavid's going to get out in the first round against the coldest team in the NHL. I, I just can't see that happening. So I don't I, see them blowing this like they blew it last year. Rent payment on the Oilers. You can take it from me. Also, the NHL is just sitting like at their desks, just stroking it, thinking of <laughs> Oilers Leafs in the second round. Yeah. Well, that's the what I was going to say. Yeah. yeah. Are, are the refs going to be fixing things? You know, to get right. that matchup. Let's see. Oh, my God. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, all right. Serious predictions. Where do we stand? I'll go Oilers in five. Whatever. I was going to say Oilers in five. Same. Oilers in five. I'm going to say six. I think maybe Hellebuck steals one in overtime or something. And then and I this... think clearly our everybody's X factor seems to be McDavid and Hellebuck, right? Pretty I mean... much. And then the, the, the talk of the town is going to be after the Oilers win, like, oh, my God, are they a serious contender? Can they oh, my God, that? kill and me then now. We'll and then they're going to get smacked. And right. then we'll have to deal with that. But, um, okay, yeah. Oilers I will say before we move out of the uh, Canadian division here, everybody's been talking about, well, we have no idea how, like, some teams are going to play against each other once you're out of the division bracket. Talk about what's going to happen when when the probably the Leafs make it out of the Canadian bracket. I think they're going to get smacked just by everybody else. By the Golden Knights, probably are going to just absolutely demolish them. Yeah. I think that's going to expose the North as being really not that good. I think you can. I don't think it's really up for debate that they're the worst division in the league this year. Yeah. Um, the other divisions are just so deep, and yeah, whoever whoever gets lucky enough to face Toronto, I think they steamroll them. <laughs> Yikes! Um, all right, let's move into the East. So we have the number one seed Pittsburgh Penguins and the number four seed New York Islanders. The Islanders are two four and two against the Penguins this year. The teams have not played since the end of March. 
The Islanders swept the Penguins in the 2019 first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the Penguins are now 100% fully healthy for the first time this season. Uh, this series is of particular concern to two of the gentlemen on this podcast, so I will let you start it off, Harrison. I'll uh, guess first, you know, it, I'm, right. a, I'm, I'm right. a good host. Oh, man, where to begin? Well, I'm just happy that every single person that I've heard has completely written off the Islanders because there's really nothing Fuck. to lose at this point, including I will give you credit, Harrison. I think you're the only one on this show that is kind of giving them some respect. Maybe you have Thank some you. scar tissue from 2019 a little bit. Some? A lot. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. It's, it all comes down to scoring. You know their goaltenders are good. Um, missing Lee is obviously huge, huge. They've been just kind of pathetic offensively. They haven't really gotten anything going. Is Anders uh, not going to be ready for the series? Or No, he's out till I think, like October 1st was his oh, date. Yeah, oh, he oh, tore I... his ACL completely. Gotcha. Um, yeah, since he went out, you know how many times they've scored over three goals in 27 games? Once six times. Wow. Okay. That's not as bad as I thought you were going to say, but well, it's still not good though. Two of them are against the Rangers and they play the devils and the Sabres. So, okay. They should probably score a little more than that. It just concerns me that Barry's been kind of tinkering with the lines for the past month or so since Lee's out. And he still hasn't really figured anything out. I mean, Leo Komarov is on the first line right now. Bro. Barzell and Everly. <laughs> they have got to get that guy out of it. there. Like, honestly, as an Islander fan, do you like him? Uh, as a fourth liner, yeah. As a okay, first liner, fair enough, fair left enough. winger, no, no, yeah. Um, but it's gonna come like it's gonna come down to scoring. I think their second line needs to step up in a huge way. Orzel's been kind of quiet. Brock Nelson hasn't scored in in months. He broke a thirteen game scoreless drought. Uh, and then the role players need to sco- uh, step up. Paul Mary's been just brutal. Only four points since he came over, and. The only reason I don't have concern is that we've seen them hold teams to three, two goals. Um, I, I think Nick will remember last year when they played Philly in game seven, they had offensive weapons, Scott Mayfield and Nick or Andy Green <laughs> scoring their two goals. So elite NHL sniper, elite Andy NHL goal scorers uh, in an elimination <laughs> game. So that's my concern with the team. I think it, Pittsburgh's deep, man. They're so good. They're so quick. They're so fast. Is Varley good to go? Yeah, he's good to go. Okay. Yep. Barry said it was kind of just a precautionary thing. Gotcha. And they have a they have a really solid one too with Varley and Sorokin. Um, yeah, they so th- do. those two guys are the X factors. If they, they can, if they can hold them to two goals a game, I like the Islanders' chances of getting lucky and, and putting a few in. But it, it's going to be tough for them to score. My question to you is: So Harrison saw what the Islanders can do to a team in 2019. Mac and I saw what the Islanders can do to a team last year. What are they going to bring to the table that's going to help them do that again to the Penguins? Yeah, well, that's that's my question too. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're going to need Beauvillier and Brock Nelson's line to score at least a goal or two a game. Okay. Because you can try and stop Crosby, Malkin, Gensel, all those guys, but they're going to get theirs. Scott Mayfield will get walked by Crosby for a goal or two a game. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be – they need to find ways to kind of muck it up and get some pucks in the net and then try and get lucky and knock some in. That's really it. Their offense is, p- like, piss poor, pathetic. They got nothing going. 
you're scaring me because you're talking bad about your team, which means they're probably going to play really good. So I know how this goes. Uh, I, I, I seriously have like trauma from 2019. Just is, I, Eberle, is a gamer. He comes alive in the playoffs. He always plays well against us. Bavillier is nasty. I think he's got great hands in tight, good speed. Those two guys concern me the most out of anybody. I know Barzell is the obvious, but those two guys still haunt me in my, in my nightmares. Um, I think for the pens, you know, it's all about Jari. I mean, we've seen what he can do this season. He he's played really well, but the playoffs, as we all know, is a, is a totally different animal and, you know, he's going to be determining how deep the pens go. I will say, and I, and I mean this quite seriously, this pens team to me is the deepest team that the Penguins have ever had in the Crosby Malkin era. And I, I, I don't throw that around lightly because we've had some really good teams who have done a lot of good things, but this season more than ever with Malkin going down, you know, Crosby's been relatively healthy all season, but the depth has just been there. And if we can continue that, you know, I think the Penguins are the, a team that not many people are talking about for the cup finals. You hear a lot of Vegas, Colorado, Toronto, not hearing a whole lot of Pittsburgh, which is something I like. I, I kind of like being that dark horse. So should the Pens win? Yeah. Am I really scared? Yeah, I'm terrified because the Islanders still haunt me. And I think Eberle's going to have a game or two where he just gets like two or a Hattie and I'm going to end up trying to break my television. Uh Dean, what do you got? I mean, we're, we're pitter-pattering a lot yeah, here. I know. But... The, the one thing I will say that makes me a little confident is we've seen how good Barry can be with a couple days yeah. off, even a week to prepare. Um, it's concerning how bad – like, they, they got worked by Buffalo and the Devils for four games in a row. But yeah. I'm maybe being a little delusional, hoping that he's been kind of saving some tricks for the playoffs. I think he knows – how good Pittsburgh is. Cause they really are. They're loaded. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's going to come down to, to getting timely goals, which has been an issue all year long. Who's your X factor for the aisles? <sighs> Any like goal Everly. I, Everly, Beauvillier. Everly. I think the most underappreciated Islander is Nick Letty. I think he doesn't get talked about enough. That's facts realistically a top 10 defender in the league he's the mm-hmm. best skater on the team even better than barzell um so he's gonna hopefully be able to handle crosby malk in their top line um and then it comes down to the rest of the the d crew scott mayfield's gonna get walked for four goals <laughs> he's the worst he's, 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 he's the worst player in the league <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, i've been saying it for years oh, they gotta get rid of it. but you know that's just <laughs> that's just oh, crazy man. fan talk i i think my x factor for the pens i'm gonna go with jared mccann and i say that because he's had a really good season and i've said he's got the talent to to make some serious noise and he's done that this year and in the event that malkin goes down because he is kind of nagging an injury and he played in the last game of the season but he had to leave the game early it's been nagging him he is going to play game one but i worry about him being fully healthy for the whole series if he goes down, I think McCann is going to have to be one of the guys who steps up big. He's got the, the talent to do it. Final prediction, I'm going to go Pens in seven because it's never fucking easy. Yeah, I'll go Isles in seven. I mean, if they score, they, they got a shot. It's going to be tough for them to score. 
Um, yeah. In terms of betting, though, I don't know how you touch any of these games or this series at all. Yeah, that's a it's a coin flip at this point. Yeah. So. Um, if they score, they'll be all right. I don't have too much confidence, as you could probably tell. Yeah, that's eh, all good. I, at least you're being honest and not coming on and saying. Well, I could gonna come sweep. and lie and say that they're rolling and they're a <laughs> wagon, and but yeah, you could look at their last four games and realize that they went one and three against three of the worst teams in hockey. So yeah, well, I, I respect your sportsmanship and best of luck to you. But I swear, yeah, good to Christ, luck. Had... If, if Everly fucks me, I am going to. I don't know what I'm going to do. There's going to be something bad that happens. Well, you could you could lock two things in: Eberle scoring a big goal, yeah, and Scott Mayfield getting dog walked by Crosby for a big goal. <laughs> I wish you could parlay oh. those two things. I'd put everything I had on it. Oh, wow, <laughs> wow. I'm uh I'm gonna go with the Penguins in six. I uh I I love the Islanders. They're they're my secondary team, which doesn't really work out because I also kind of hate them. But like my mom grew up on Long Island and all that, so um. I, I hate picking against the Islanders because I know just what they could do in the playoffs, but I think this is a bad matchup for them. They they slowed down a lot towards the end of the year. I don't know what the issue there is, but there's there's something. I think they got to figure it out a little bit. Like I think there was like you go into the playoffs last year and you look at the way the Caps were with Reardon and everything. Like there were clear issues with that hockey team where it just didn't like something wasn't lining up, and you could tell towards the end of the season, like as we rolled into the playoffs. Um, but I see similarities here with the Islanders. Like I, I think they had such a good start to the year, but the way they finished the season just makes me think there's some, some kind of issue that they got to figure out. Like, I don't know if it's a, a staffing issue or if it's a personnel issue with the players, but something doesn't quite line up. So I would say penguins six games and my X factors probably jarry for the penguins. Um, cause I will say that Varlamov has been a stud all year long. He's been so good. So he could, he could definitely steal the series if, uh, Jari doesn't perform well. Um, but yeah, Jari for the Penguins and then I'll probably say Everly, honestly, for the Islanders, I think if he can like get the goal scoring going, he can kind of spark or be that spark in the lineup for the other guys to get going. You'll see guys like Brock Nelson, Josh Bailey start get, get to goal score a little bit more when, uh, when Everly's scoring as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like unproven goaltenders, uh, you know, in the playoffs, they're getting some looks this year. We have, uh, you know, Najelkovic and now uh, Jari, you got the guys for the caps. So a lot of unproven stuff out there. Um, as for my series prediction, flip a coin. Tails uh, Islanders and seven. Oh, fuck off. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. So uh, we, you, you and Dean are Isles in seven. I got pens in six. And I got pens, pens in six. I had pens in seven. My bad. Yeah. Mac has pens in six. Yes. Should be a good one. Yeah. This is one that I think a lot of people are looking at, you know, a couple other series on our list here and going, oh, that's going to be a bloodbath. This is going to be a bloodbath. I think this one might be the nastiest out of all of them. So, mm, well, yeah. I think the next one will be. Yeah. Actually, there's there's yeah. one other, but yeah. I think, I think this one is going to like, it's yeah. like by the time we get to game three, I think this is going to be just an absolute gong show. <laughs> Dean, if, if I'm going to have to start texting you to be like, are the Isles going to blow it? Are the Isles going to blow it? And you're going to have to tell me yes, or else I'm going to literally I'm gonna break down. I, I, the Islanders just give me so much anxiety, but we'll move on from this series. Me too. 
<laughs> uh, all right. So the last playoff series we have to get to is the number two Washington Capitals versus the number three Boston Bruins. Boston is four, one and two against the Caps this season. It'll only be the fourth time these teams have met in the postseason and the first time since that fateful Joel Ward. Joel Ward opening round matchup in 2012, where the Caps knocked off the Bruins as defending champs. So Mac, first impressions when you heard that the Caps were playing Boston and now that you've had some time to let it marinate, what's your outlook here? I think first impression scared. The Bruins are a good hockey team. Um, it makes total sense to me why they would be minus 155 and the Caps would be plus 125. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're wagon. They got, they're clicking at the right time of year. Um, Taylor Hall is sick now because of course, uh, I said that last episode too, but uh, now that I've let it marinate a little bit, I don't know. I think, I think this is going to be a bloodbath of a series. Both teams are physical, although I do think the Caps have a slight edge in that department. Um, goaltending is the tough thing because Rask is a hell of a player. Um, I think typically the Caps do well against him is the thing, and I think Ovi typically does very well against Tuca. So, um that's going to be a big X factor. I obviously think Ovechkin is probably my X factor for the caps just because of, you know, the player he is in the playoffs, especially. Um, but also the X factor for the caps is going to be staying healthy. I mean, I don't know who we're going to have available. It's funny that Alan may said last game that caps may never see Kuznetsov again. I mean, who knows, dude, I have no idea what's going on with some of these guys, but um, I don't know. I don't know. What are you thinking? So as of right now, they're walking into a series against the Boston Bruins who have pretty much been one of the three hottest teams over the last two and a half weeks. Yep. And they're walking into it, like you said, with they don't know who they're going to have. And I think that's fine when you look at forward depth. Okay, Oshie might not play in game one. That's fine. They can work around that. They've got enough guys where they can sort of just plug and play. You know, a replacement's not going to be the same, but someone can, you know, plug in on four and bump up from there. I think the bigger problem is they're now walking into a playoff series against one of the toughest teams in the NHL with a very unproven goaltender in Vitek Vanacek. And I read an article the other day that actually kind of sums up how his last couple of games have gone where I forget who wrote this, but they described him as a really high adrenaline goaltender. That's just been running out of gas lately. Like I think I really hope he's not running out of gas, but I think maybe we're asking too much of him at this point. I don't know. It's just unproven. It's untested. We don't know. And then, you know, you look down the other end and they've, the Bruins have what four goalies that have played well for them this year. They had, you know, Rask and, you know, Halak and then Darth Darth Vader. Vader Right. And Swayman. So, you know, I mean, they've got a, that's just, and that's just goaltending. And then you start to look at, you know, that, that monster first line that, that first they have line is, so is just so I scary. Hate it so much. And the Bruins, very similar to the Penguins, are, uh, they're that team that just somehow they get lines three and four scoring every year in the playoffs. Like you, like a guy like yeah. Craig Smith is going to get yeah. like four like goals, goals in yeah. that series. Yeah. It's going to be just so frustrating. But, uh, that was my like first initial impression. Now that I've had time to let it settle, I think you can probably give the Caps a little bit of an advantage when it comes to firepower up and down the roster, I would say. Uh, I would also give them a hair advantage on defense. 
uh, just because I think the Bruins have some questions on the back end, but it's yeah. I think it's a hundred percent advantage Boston when it comes to goaltending. And I that's guess another X factor is Chara, but yeah, go ahead, Harry. Am I fair to say that I would probably give? I'd say offense is. I guess you could call it even. I mean, maybe you could give the Caps a little edge. You give you give the Caps yeah. defense, and then you give the Bruins goaltending. Probably pretty much. And I well, would like I would give the Caps defense by that much. Yeah. Well, the right. one thing too that I think also works in the Caps' favor is that they're they're taking the bull by the horns or whatever, uh, however that saying goes, right? It's um, yeah, you got you it. know the hardest team first, basically. And no, yeah. no offense to the Penguins or the Islanders, but I think that the Bruins are like the team to beat in this division right now, honestly. So if you manage to do it in the first round, suddenly it's a lot of momentum. Can, yeah, maybe you can help help yourself roll through the next round or something, but uh first you got to do that right so i don't know i'm i'm tempted to i i really wanted to to finally not be a homer and like to do the smart thing and pick the bruins in this series <laughs> but like i i think i have to pick the caps in seven especially dean picked his aisles i gotta stay true to my heart so i'll probably go caps in seven now will you actually bet it that's what i, I, I will i actually okay. will especially at plus 125 i i yeah. certainly will I think for value, like if you're going to bet a series and you're like, you want like a plus in front of it where a team has like legitimate chance of winning, this yeah. probably is going to be your best one. Yeah. Dean, let's hear your analysis. Bruins are scary. They're really, really good. Yeah. They're heating up right now. Um, and it's crazy because earlier in the year, there was questions of if they were going to even make the playoffs. I don't mm-hmm. know how that was a question, but obviously since then they've just been pouring it on. Taylor Hall has fit in beautifully. It's crazy how when you just get a guy out of Buffalo, it just <laughs> lights it up. Um, so that second line scary. I agree with Nick. They have some question marks defensively, but I think their goaltending kind of is able to mask that at times. Um, and I, I think it, a little bit of a spoiler, but they're my one of my teams that makes the cup, Boston. So I think they're really, really good this year. They're deep. They're solid. And they're just the team you don't want to play in the playoffs at all. Marshawn's going to get under your skin. Nick Ritchie's going to get under your skin. Um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a great series. I'm excited for this one, but I give the edge to Boston. How many games? I think it goes deep. Seven. I could see a game seven. I am not trying, and I, and I genuinely mean this. I, I I've been. I, you guys can grade me on this. I feel like I've been pretty fair on like caps hate like i'm decently objective and i tell you guys a lot that you, you think your team is worse than it is yeah i would agree I've, I've said that to courtney and stuff i think the caps injuries it's just too many question marks for me and the goaltending question mark is also there and unfortunately i will i mean no pens bias the bruins are the hottest team in this division right now and i do not want to play them if we advance past the islanders i'm gonna have to give it to boston and I would normally say seven, but given the injuries, I'll say six because I know Ovechkin's going to take at least a game or two by himself and take the team by storm. But I'm going to go B's and six. I guess a, a good pick. way to put it is I could see Boston winning in five or six. I would be very, very surprised if Washington does. Yeah. Interesting. Next. Uh, yeah, I honestly have no idea how this one is going to go. If the Caps show up and play like they're capable of, I think they could win in six. Uh, 
They've matched up well with Boston in the past, specifically on the road. So that's something to keep in mind. The Caps also do have the best road record in the league over this past season. So I don't know. I mean, that's all fine and dandy, but at the end of the day, that's just numbers. So uh, I'm probably going to err on the side of caution here and go Bruins in six, just because, you know, I, I agree with what you guys are saying. I think the, the Bruins will ultimately be the straw that breaks the camel's back here for the caps. And, you know, it's just one of the consequences of being in this division, but uh, you know, I think it could very easily go the other way. I think that's fair. Well I, said. It, it's, that's a very fair assessment of your own team. So I give you props. for And that, that is a very smart emotional hedge. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that's the bigger yeah. point here. Right. If you don't, so I'm, I'm working with this right here. So if yeah. you don't dream, you can't get your heart broken. So exactly. I, I like the emotional hedge. Right. Yeah. Reverse psychology works every time. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, X factors for me, uh, for the caps, I think you're dodging question marks left and right. Like you guys said, goaltending is a huge question mark, you know, Zidano, right. Zidano is a good one. I'm going to go with, uh, Daniel Sprong. I think we're going to see him in the lineup. I think this could be a series where if he gets like two or three goals, this could be six or seven games going the right guys scoring some stupid overtime goal that like puts us up like two, one or something like that in the series. And suddenly we've got some momentum. Yeah. I would say your boy Mantha. I mean, shit, you got it's a good one too. Put put it out on the line there. I mean, you take you take away Jake the Snake, and he lit it up in Detroit. And Mantha's played pretty well. It's unfortunate that he's going to get paired to, compared to uh, Verona's season so far, but this is what you got him for. It's that big body, that son of a bitch to play against. Big heavy shot. This is a big heavy series. I'm going to have to say Mantha's going to be your X factor. I love that pick, honestly. I mean. We talk about what happens when you get a guy like Taylor Hall out of Buffalo. Talk about taking a guy out of Detroit, too. It's kind of the yeah. same thing. So, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, for Boston, I'm going to say, is it Travis Frederick? Trent Frederick. Trent, Trent Frederick. Trent Frederick. You know what his job is this series. Yeah. And it's something that the Caps are all too familiar with in the past uh, month. So mm-hmm. I'm going to have to say him. He's going to muck it up. If he gets a jersey, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the other thing that people are sort of forgetting is how physical this is going to get is this is this is the most physical series by a landslide in the entire playoffs. No joke. I mean, this regular season set between these two was nasty. Yeah. So well, and and for that reason, I'm shocked none of you has said Tom Wilson. I I feel like just going to swoop in and say him. I didn't know if that was going to. No, take the thunder. uh, Take the thunder. Some red flags, but yeah, just given how physical it's going to get. And the amount of national attention Tom Wilson is getting, I'm going to keep it rolling with him. <laughs> it's going to be a bloodbath. And I don't know if Boston has a guy that can really step up and challenge him. Not many teams do, but I don't it's know. It's not just him, do. too. It's it's Dylan. It's Chara. It's Hathaway. Yeah, it's, they, they are. Chuck them. Those guys are nasty. That, that's, that's the one strong advantage that the caps have against any team but i i do particularly like those players against boston because you know that boston knows that they're gonna have to play against all those guys every night and you know that it's living rent free in their heads a little bit right now it's kind of like roles reversed from the 2012 series where the caps are this like big menacing you know like like what the big bad bruins used to be and the bruins are the ones that are starting to catch fire right before the playoffs and stuff like that so who knows? But yeah, I think your your money 
on the yeah. caps could be a good investment. Just saying. Absolutely. Um, let's do a Stanley cup prediction. Now I understand, and I should have thought of this before we thought about this. Um, it's not East versus West. The final four is going to be reseeded based on points. So you could theoretically have like the hurricanes play the Bruins in the Stanley yep. cup. Yep. Or you oh, could that's have, right. yeah. you could have the Leafs play the Bruins in the Stanley Cup, which would be electric. So instead of doing Stanley Cup finals, because we don't know how all that's going to be seeded and stuff, let's do Stanley Cup winner. And then I want you to give one dark horse that you think could make some noise. Okay. I'd also just roll through each division and give who yeah. you think takes that and then kind of just throw your yeah. Yeah. throw your hat you, in the ring from there. You want you want to start us off? Yeah, guess? yeah I'll, I'll go. I guess I'll start with the East since we just did it. Um, I did mention Boston. I think Boston takes this division. I think they're probably the deepest right now. Um, and then in terms of two-way guys, that first and second line, no team has a first or second line that can match them. And then their goaltending is unreal. So I give the nod to Boston in the East. The North is going to be interesting. I, I don't think Edmonton has enough depth to really compete with Toronto. So I guess Toronto gets out. I'm excited to see them get rolled after that but I do give the nod to Toronto there. And then the central, this one's going to, this might be the, the most exciting uh, division, honestly, mm-hmm. but I give the nod. I want to see Florida go on a, a bit of a Cinderella run. I think after, if they do beat Tampa, they'll have some confidence. Beating Carolina is going to be tough, but I like Florida to roll there. And then the West is a doozy, but I think this is kind of the year that Colorado makes it out and makes a run. Um, and I have I have them winning the cup. I think they're they're my team for the cup this year. Solid choices all around. Um, I'll go next for the East. I do truly believe it'll be Penn's Bruins, and that's a scary matchup. We suck at TD Garden, but you know what? I said that I think this is the deepest Penn's team that we've had in pretty much the last fifteen years. So I'm going to stand by it and pick the Penns to to take the East. Um, for the North, you already know who I'm picking. I'm going to go with the Leafs. I just think, like you said, I think it'll be Oilers, Leafs, and I don't think the Oilers have enough depth to They have hang. no excuse not Koskinen. to. in. Yeah, they have no excuse <laughs> not to make it out of that division. Yeah, they kind of have to make the Final Four. There really is no option. Um, they're playing a team who really shouldn't be in the playoffs, in my opinion, given their record, and then you're going to have a McDavid and Dreisaitl team who, you know, has, and every team they played in the regular season shouldn't have been in the playoffs. And that's a fair point. Exactly. The central division. I agree. Dean is the, the interesting one. I know I had Carolina as my cup pick halfway through the year, but I said it earlier in the show. I feel like Florida is going to make some noise and I, I like this Panthers team. They got that momentum rolling. So I am going to pick the Panthers to conquer the central. And then for the West, it's tough. Uh, I think if Vegas, I honestly believe if Vegas can get past Minnesota, obviously they'll play Colorado, but I think Vegas could take that series in seven. It'll obviously be a bloodbath and the two cup favorites. I think Vegas is going to come out of the West. And then if you made me pick, oh God, um, I'm going to get roasted for this. <laughs> I'm going to pick the Leafs to win the cup. Fuck it. I, I really, I, I am. I think that they're. Ooh. I think that they have the hottest goalie and that's a, that's a, that's a dangerous combination. I think that they have the chip on the shoulder this year. And 
unlike previous years, they have that presence in the locker room to calm them down. They have Jumbo Joe. They have Jason Spezza. They have Wayne Simmons. They have these guys who have been there, you know, been to the playoffs a million times. And how can you not root for Joe Thornton to get a cup? I mean, come on. So obviously I hope the Penguins win, but if you want my honest opinion, I think, I think people are sleeping on the Leafs. I think they're ready for it to implode and I don't think it will. It'd be a better Disney story than a real life scenario. <laughs> yeah. I think. yeah. 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 I, again, I'm going to get roasted for that, but I'll make mine quick. I, uh, not too, not too, uh, different than some of yours, but I have cats coming out of the, uh, central, uh, like you guys said it, I think they're a good team to make it out of that division as a little Cinderella story. Um, God, the other one is so hard, especially because the way I picked it, it'd be caps penguins, uh, in that next round, I think the penguins have played us really well all year. So I'm going to go with the pens to actually make it out of the East. Um, they are a really deep team and I feel like this type of season they've had is the exact type where they just like find a way to like win the Stanley cup. Um, yeah, Leafs are going to make it out of the North, no doubt. Uh, and then that's as far as they're going. Uh, and then the Knights, for sure. I'm all over the Knights. I said it at the beginning. And then I think, I don't know. I literally think it's going to be the Knights and the Penguins in the Cup Final. And I don't know what's going to happen. I honestly think wow. the Penguins will win. I'm going to say Holy Pens, Cup hell. Final. Yeah. I'm hard. Damn. That would be amazing. I, uh, yeah, Mac, I'm with you. There's like a couple of these where I'm just like, I have no idea, but yeah, I'm going to agree. I think the cats make it out of the central. I think just whoever wins that series between them and Tampa is probably going to have a leg up on Carolina or Nashville. So Carolina's going to shove this up our hoop. You watch <laughs> yeah, exactly, uh, for the West. I also feel like whoever makes it out of the West, whether it's the Avs or the, uh, the Knights is just going to the cup. So I just think those two teams are just too good. So coin flip, I think I'm going to give it to Colorado. I think McKinnon wakes up and just does something yeah, like unreal to get his team to that, that next step. And I think he's like, he's psycho enough to the point where he's like, I don't yeah. want to be like criticized for not making it far in the playoffs. These like last couple of years. So I think he's going to do something nuts. I think the Leafs Mac, I'm going to agree with you. I think they make it out of the North and, that's about it as they should. They have no excuse not right. to win this division anymore. And if they, if they don't make it out of this division or if they lose to the Habs in the first round, it is going like to Dean said, just fold the organization priceless, priceless yeah. to watch that um, just implosion or riot between the two biggest hockey markets on the planet. But uh, yeah, the Oilers and the jets have no business making it out of that division. And then for the East, I'm just going to, it's, I think it's going to be the Bruins. I think the Penguins are good. I just think in a seven game series between the two, I have to give the edge to Boston in seven games. So uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bruins. Who's your, cup, um, who's your cup winner? Yeah. I think the Avs, I think this is the year they sort of just, you know, cross that bridge and get it done. So what Avs over like Bruins or something like that? Avs over the Bruins. Yeah. I, I realized final. I yeah. realized after I said it that uh, my final would be flurry against the Penguins. That I was really going to say that. Wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say that. That'd be pretty cool. Is that all of us? Did we all do it? I think that's it. So I had Leafs winning it. Mac has Pens winning it. Proud of you, Mac. Um, Nick has Avs and Dean has Avs. Okay. Interesting. Great epi, fellas. Wow, that was electric. I'm so goddamn excited. Tomorrow can't come fast enough. Yeah, I know. It's going to be a great, great postseason. 
Yeah. My uh my cousin's actually getting married tomorrow. Oh man. Oh, and shit. I'm under like strict instruction not to be on my phone the entire time. Oh god. Rules are meant to be broken. Right. Yeah. No. There my go. response to any time someone says that is it's the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. I have a beer league game tomorrow and I'm not going. Right. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the the hockey schedule like beer league like you were saying and trying to match it up with the Pens schedule so we'll see. I hate that the Pens get a 12 p.m. game on Sunday. I also hate actually Throw all your Pens predictions out the window. They announced they're wearing mustard yellows the entire postseason. And I, I saw it. that. Why? Stupid. Uh, they can't win the cup in those. All right. I know. That's uh, what my, I'm saying. My prediction is trash. But... It's the same reason Ricky Fowler hasn't won a major yet, right? Because he's wearing like Easter egg colors the entire time. Can't win a candy SR. Oh, right. <laughs> oh, man. man. I um uh, speaking of getting yelled at for watching the playoffs when you're supposed to be like interacting with family. Last year during the playoffs, Dean and I were in uh in North Carolina during the, the Caps Islander series. And I remember one game, of course, you know, cause they had to like reschedule everything. It's on at like three. Right. And so he and I are like, you know, trying to watch it on our phones in the pool and our girlfriends are like, you guys need to be interacting with everyone. <laughs> and then also the six overtime game. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. God. Yeah. I do remember that now that you mention it uh, before we get out of here, um, want to give a shout out to dave nick i think you want to give a shout out to dave too thank you for the uh beautiful assist yesterday i appreciate it yeah thanks for setting up harry and uh for sponsoring this episode uh as always these picks these stanley cup picks are brought to you by the maryland mortgage whiz if you're planning on buying your first home this year get pre-approved and explore all financing options with dave the mortgage whiz Interest rates are at a historic low and down payment assistance programs are available. Stop renting and put your money in a place that you can call home. Follow Dave on Instagram at Maryland underscore mortgage underscore whiz for more information. Dave is licensed in Maryland, Delaware, and Florida. Equal housing lender, NMLS number 3094. Awesome. Thank you, Dave. Dean, we really appreciate you joining us. I know this is an early one, so. uh, For sure. Yeah, yeah. thanks, dude. Appreciate you guys for having me as always. It's always fun. Best of luck to you in the first yeah, round. you as well. I'm sure also, we'll be in touch. We didn't touch on this, but I think it's hilarious that the league is just making the Canucks and Flames keep playing. Oh, I think it's is funny. It's yeah. like when you, you're you in like a, you know, when you used to play travel and you lose in like the first round and you yeah. play consolation games on like Monday <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. Like, just let me go home, man. Right. I don't want to. <laughs> Parents are like, why are we? Yeah. Here? Yeah. Guess yeah. could it make the finals? Oh, um, they're bef- like, we're so proud of you, son. For, <laughs> right. When you come out of the game. Yeah. Uh, before we jump off uh, in any sort of conversation that you have about me from now on, you should address me as fantasy uh-huh. hockey champion. Yeah. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you. Is that uh, 200, 200 or so bucks going straight to the car. Yep. So it's yep. already gone. Okay. Yeah. Good. Now you got to get it straight to the Oilers first round. That's the lock of the century. Yeah. All righty, boys. One last thing. I would just like to tell everybody to buy merch. Simple as that. Yes. Buy Buy merch. Yes. Dean, thank you for repping it. Thank thank you to those who have bought merch recently because we had some, uh, some recent purchases and we thank you for your support. The summer drop is coming soon. We'll, we'll keep you guys uh, updated on that. Yes, sir. Good stuff. Yep. Alrighty, fellas, uh, let's enjoy the weekend. Unfortunately, let's get back to work, and uh, we'll be back with you guys early next week for our twice-a-week episodes that are now going to be starting. And without further ado, class dismissed. Class dismissed.